Welcome to the 315 Podcast. My name is Keith, and this is a ministry of Jackson First Baptist Church where we exist to answer the questions of our day. Our 315 comes from 1 Peter 3 and 15, which says we, we always give a reason for the hope that's within us. And so each and every week we are thankful to be able to come to you by this, this means, and we always want you to reach out to us with your questions, uh, with your topics at the 315podcast at jacksonfbc.com. And, and today is no exception. One of your topics is going to be discussed today. But before we get into that, I want to introduce to you today a special guest. Uh, it's, it's just my joy and my thrill to have Pastor Steve Dudley from the great Nazarene Church here in Jackson, Georgia, to join with me. And Brother Steve, it is a, a great joy to welcome you to the podcast. Well, I appreciate you uh, inviting me to be a part of this. Uh, you are a dear brother and friend, and uh, I'm grateful to be a, a part of this. I just believe God's brought us together in the city uh, to minister Amen. In, in a time such as this. And uh, just so grateful that uh, you've invited me to share a few moments together. And as folks know us, know you, we, we partner in Africa, training pastors, and, and here locally, too. Tell us a little bit about, about yourself and, and about Jackson Nazarene for a moment. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Well, uh, I'm the husband of Stacy Dudley, uh, the father to uh, Lauren, uh, Nick, and Marissa. Uh, I've been uh, uh, blessed uh, uh, to be called to minister at the Jackson Church of the Nazarene here in Jackson, Georgia. We're in our eighth year. Wow. God has, has blessed us richly in this time. Uh, I, I've entered into my second full decade of ministry, and I, that sort of uh, uh, boggles my mind that the uh, Lord has walked with me this long and allowed me to, to serve uh, and to serve here in this city. Uh, we're excited. Uh, God has uh, done and is doing great things uh, uh, here in Jackson through the Nazarene Church, and uh, just grateful to be able to serve there, grateful to be able to serve in this community and uh, just share the gospel right where we're at. Well, we, we love you. Our program manager, John Joseph, loves you. We've all traveled together. And yes. one of the reasons that uh, there's so many to have you on the podcast today, one is because your love for God, uh, two is because that not only do you love God, you love His Word. And so as uh, the topic was sent to us about uh, the lens by which we see life is what we're going to talk about today. Sure. I, I couldn't think of another brother that I could sit with. And, and Pastor Chris, he's like, did y'all throw Pastor Chris to the side? Well, he, he's off on vacation, uh, or he'd be here with us as three of us. And yeah. so we're recording this today. But it's because we love you and because your your true conviction to the topic. And and today, folks, is if you'll lean in now after the pleasantries are, are through, we do that in love. We're going to talk about today the lens by which you see life. A, mm. a person uh, reached out and, and wanted to know the difference, because we talk about it here, Steve, all the time on the, on the podcast, uh, the difference between a biblical worldview and, and a worldview. Mm. And so as we, we think about that, from your perspective, just really quickly, uh, which does your family live by, a biblical worldview or just a worldview? Well, we... Uh Without uh, an unashamed bashedness, we live by a biblical worldview mm -hmm. <clears throat> because we are children of God. Uh, yeah. We have entered into relationship with him. And so 
He directs our family. We live in a societal world, but we don't replicate that because we are children of God. Amen. And so we seek to replicate and live by that biblical worldview uh, of passing through everything that we encounter and we live by, by that lens of the Bible of a relationship with Christ. Because if it's a light switch I turn on and off, does it really direct my life? That's right. It uh, doesn't. I, it doesn't. Yeah. And so I need to, to factor and 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 push everything through, the the view biblically of how to live life and how to interact in life that we live in this world instead of allowing the world dictate to me life. Well, that's 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 perfect in in sharing what that is, uh, just like you and Stacy do. Sherry and I uh, have educated our kids. Uh, through the process of a biblical worldview. Yeah. Uh, we even were so much for that, that when we were looking for curriculum that Sherry would lead through, we would not choose anything in our family or home that did not have that basic belief sure. of the worldview. And so uh, when we think about a worldview, folks, it come, the word worldview <clears throat> comes from, from a ger- German word that, that talks about your point of view, uh, what might be your opinion or about your perception. Now, a biblical worldview is based, as, as Steve has said, through God's unchanging word. Mm. Since God created everything, heaven and earth, he is, Steve, the standard of truth. Right. And right. so you and I are talking off the air and how that programs and people oftentimes just splurt their opinion. How, how damaging is it to a Christian if they are following somebody with a non-biblical worldview? Well, I think you, you hit on the, the head of it. God has a, a standard of truth. Yep. Uh, what we see in, in, a, in a societal worldview is a changing standard and a redefining of truth. And, and when we allow that, our life is in flux or change all the time. We have no foundation. Mm-hmm. We're just tossed by the winds and the waves of the moment. And so having a, a, a biblical worldview, a God standard, gives us stability in which we build everything else on our life, our families, our work, our uh, choices on that stand through uh, the storms, through the challenges, through the, the mountaintops of joy and, and celebration. It's that foundation of the standards of God that we build everything on that really makes a difference for us. And it, it, not only does it make a difference, it makes a difference even the people that don't believe. Sure. We talked about, uh, you, you're in our Wednesday morning study that we do together mm-hmm. with men, and we talked about yesterday how that the children of Israel in the Old Testament got away from that right. and how that in their lives they were saying things like this, serving God's one thing, but business is another thing. And folks, as you listen to the, I believe the person who sent the topic to us was relating to where we're going with this, that as you view life, before you even ask a question, you have to have a standard by which you answer the question. Because if you don't have a standard, uh, it's your opinion versus my opinion. And that and that's okay if we're talking about the color of carpet. Sure. But if we're talking about somebody's soul, if we're talking about living in somebody's kingdom, and so which brings, it, which brings us up to this fact, uh, you know, h- how many people don't understand that there's two kingdoms? Yeah. Talk, talk about for a moment the, the two kingdoms. Well, it's where we get uh, our, our definition of purpose, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do we live just for the moment in, in, in a kingdom that is of this world that the Bible tells us is going to pass away one day? That's right. Or do we live by a, a kingdom 
that God says will still stand even when time no longer exists. And so do we want to develop and, and allow our lives to be uh, led by something that's temporal or something eternal? Uh, and, and really, that, that's hugely important because if we're basing uh, our worldview on something that is temporal, it's never going to be solidified within us because it's going to change so often. That's right. But when we base it on a biblical understanding of an understanding of an almighty God who was here before time began, who will be here when time ends, who set in order in the midst of chaos, order that then brings order into our lives so that as we go through the day and day challenges, the day and day uh, struggles, but also the day and day victories, we have been established in a standard that will stand time before, during, and after it's all gone. Boy, that is so profound. I hope you're leaning in this on the podcast today. Hope is spurring questions, and, and it spurred me on, Steve, to think about it this way. The article that I read from, from Bob Jones University, and it, and it says this. Here's a quote from it. A biblical worldview changes the way we respond to major events in the world. Mm. How do you respond, for example, to a natural disaster? How do you respond to traffic? How do, how do you respond if your fast food order is wrong? Mm. We, when we begin life, folks, we, we have a worldview. Hmm. You say, well, I, I didn't have a world. You cannot help it mm-hmm. because you're born into this sure. world and, and you don't know the Lord. We've talked about that many times on the podcast. And so as you come along, you encounter God. Hmm. You encounter him first as Lord. Mm-hmm. And so that means he, he becomes the Lord of your view. Uh, and Steve, growing up in, in where you grew up and as well, how, how long did it take you after you came to Christ? start looking through a, a biblical worldview lens? Well, th- th- I grew up uh, in, in uh, a family that was a part of church, uh, so it wasn't uh, something germane to me. I, I understood that mm-hmm. uh, influence, but that didn't mean that I didn't have the sin in my own life to deal with. Uh, and, and so when I came to make a personal decision and a choice to accept uh, 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 Jesus as Lord of my life, he began almost instantaneously. Now, there's a process that goes along, mm-hmm. but instantaneously, he, been, he began to take away the, the desires and the appetites of lesser things. Uh, and, and so uh, I believe he does that in the moment, but he also continues to do that to get us to see that we are, uh, not only aren't living by a societal worldview any longer, but he's he's changing that view to be more in line with him and less in line with the old self, the old ways. Well, that is, that is so big right there that God's adjusting your view. Sure. And folks, as you lean in listening to this podcast, wherever you are, think about it in this terms, God's not changing. We're starting to see more of him. Correct. And, and so that biblical worldview that we now have, we begin to see everything through the lens of scripture, the, the author said this, Christians don't rely on a biblical worldview only when major events happen. Mm. I think one of the problems that folks have with Christianity, Brother Steve, and if you feel led to talk about it, do, is that they see us so staunch in one way. For example, we're, def- we're defending the unborn, which we should because that's a biblical Correct. worldview, and, and we, we are, are pro-life always because yeah. life begins at conception, mm-hmm. not, not at birth. But people do that, but then they'll turn around and they might not have a biblical worldview on something else. And so both you know, a lost person will read the scripture like, how can you do one or the other? Right. Uh, why do people fall into that trap? 
I think sometimes people will do that out of convenience. Mm. I've always done this, and though I sometimes even know better, it's easier. And, and humanity tends to gravitate towards the easy. But God's calling us into something greater than the easy. Uh, and, and so we have to say, well, if I'm going to stand with God on something as important as life, and we should, I also need to stand on something as important of what I allow my kids to do and not do, what that's I allow right. poured into their lives. Well, everyone else is doing it. Well, that's a worldview. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a biblical worldview. And if God calls us as adults, as pastors, as leaders to that, he also calls those around us. And you may not be a pastor, you may not be a leader uh, in, in a church setting, but you are a child of God in that's your right. home. And if you're not leading by example in your home, in your neighborhood, at your workplace, then people are going to say, well, it really doesn't mean that much to you because you pick and choose where you want to follow your God. Oh, that's so good. And folks, as you listen to that, a biblical worldview means that not only the big things, but everything. Everything. And and, uh, this article I read, I love the author, really nailed it when they said this. The biblical worldview not only informs the big things, but the little things like prioritizing your time, your money, your response to leadership, how you raise children, how you respond to hurtful moments. In other words, it affects every part of our our life. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for all things. And it gives examples of that. Mm -hmm. And so as we think about that together, folks, hear this. What we're saying is this. When you view life, you look at it through the lens of Scripture which simply means this. You don't sit there with a Bible between you and whatever it is, like, mm. oh, I can't see it now. Sure. You actually look into God's Word and say, what does God say about this? Right. I, I try to do that the, uh, in, in every area of my life because <clears throat> there's things when you're younger you don't know to deal with as you get older. Sure. And so give, give me a, a, a key that's been for you. How do you train yourself to think biblically? Well, uh Ecclesiastes tells us there's nothing new under the sun. So, so if I'm facing something in my life, I'm not the I'm not uh, charting new territory. Somebody's already faced it, and and so uh, God allows us to understand ourselves in this relationship mm-hmm. with Him. You know, earlier in my life, I went through a, a major uh, health issue. Uh, I wasn't the first human to go through a major health issue. But in that moment, uh, I, I, I looked to God and said, Lord, if you help me through this, I'll serve you. He helped me through that. So either if I believed enough to call upon him and he believed enough to respond to his creation and help me through that, then I can't turn around and discount him and say, well, you did this, but I'm not going to follow you. That's the Israelites of the mm-hmm. o- Old Testament. You know, God, uh, we're in bondage. Deliver us out, and He delivers them, and then they go right, right. back into the apostasy and the, into the mess that they were involved in. But I just, as you keep saying, it's so important. I leaned into Him because He had heard me and He responded, and so my life was continually being molded and shaped into my trust and and surrender uh, to to His way more fully in my life and more fully in my my day-to-day walk with him it's being a christian and and relying upon uh god is not a sunday 11 o'clock deal amen Amen. it's an everyday deal and you know that you have to and folks i hope you hear this 
well, if you grew up with a non-biblical view and you didn't come to the Lord with maybe 15, 20, 30 years of age, you have to retrain yourself. Sure. Uh, that's why he gives you the Holy Spirit to listen to, the mm-hmm. church, to, church to grow in and be a part of that relationship. You have to retool yourself. Yeah. And and what I what I have learned in in my journey, and the older I get, I've I've really honed in by the grace of God, is that it it, it becomes your go to, mm. uh, in in whatever you do. Like, what does God say here? Mm-hmm. I, and I can't keep repeating that. If you know, if you're disciplining a child, what does God say here? Right. And and here's another trap. You cannot just take the word of somebody that you've listened to all along the way, mm. because. Because I know there's many, many things that in younger years that I would have thought was the Bible mm. until I got in the Bible. Exactly. Uh, and so you have to be careful of that, yes. don't you? Yeah. You have to read and study and 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 be willing to have your spirit moved out of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's uh, good right and, there. And, Say that again. You have to be willing to let your spirit be moved mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we will have something that we've heard or or, or, or just accepted as as truth or principle or, or whatnot. But the Holy Spirit, as we dig into his word, seeks to teach us and speak to our spirit to take us in deeper areas. And if we're not allowing him to speak and, and allowing his spirit to speak to our spirit, then, then we are limiting or sometimes even refusing to go deeper in, in this relationship with God. And then sometimes on top of that, pride gets in. You think, sure. well, I've arrived. Yeah. And and people quit studying. And one of the things I love about you in, in our friendship I see you still digging. Yeah, you're in your 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 you know second decade of that. Mm. I've just started my third. Mm. Of course, I started when I was three. No, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I uh, you know, you started a little later than I yeah. did because we're we're at the same age. And but I, in my third decade, I'm digging harder than I ever have. And I'm realizing the more you get into the light, mm. the more you realize you thought you had everything there. Yeah. And it's a journey to the end. Yeah, it is. And and it's it's a growing every day. When we stop growing in this relationship with Christ, I believe we start falling away. Yeah. Uh, it's a continual thing. We can't live off of yesterday's blessings and goodness of God when he has something new for us every day. Yeah, because who can know, you know, Romans 11, who can know the mind of God? Exactly. I, I, I discovered a long time ago, and, and it, it still amazes me, I can never, this side of heaven, understand the whole mind no, of God. No, One of my favorite illustrations of someone who's uh, he's not known by anybody, uh, we, we called him Paul Craft. Mm. He was a retired minister, and when we planned a church in central Kentucky, uh, he and his wife came. He was in his 80s. Mm. That brother would spend three hours in the morning in the Word. Wow. He would spend three hours in that. He wasn't able to get out because of his health. Sure. And I would sometimes just sit, Steve, in front of him and just say, Here's my questions. Mm. And he would always come back to me and he would say this, the Bible says. Amen. And he, he wouldn't just say the Bible says then off on his opinion. Yeah. Then he would say, you know, Romans 7, 6 sure. or Galatians 2, 5. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he just memorized. And I just want to encourage you as listeners today, the more you really know the word itself. Yeah. Uh, don't listen to, I was encouraged, don't listen to a preacher that reads the Bible and then closes it. And preaches for thirty minutes because mm. you're not going to get anything that way. And so, so that's why we we here at the podcast are always saying that we have a biblical worldview. And so, what I, what I want to do now with Steve's move in to kind of focus on how this works in real time. Mm. And I was kind of praying through it and and like, watch what, what God. What would be one example of living your life through the lens of Scripture 
uh, of a biblical worldview. And, and here's one I came across because it, it was one that, that someone recently asked me about. And here's what they said, and I quote, My life is filled with activity, and the older I get, the faster it goes. Yep. Can you amen that? That's true. You're so getting more gray-headed true. since hey, I met you. <laughs> you ain't kidding, brother. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and this person said this as a question. How does a biblical worldview position me mm. to be successful? Because I really want to know that I'm making a difference and not wasting good. time. Good. Well, that's a good that's biblical good. worldview question. Yeah. So, so Steve, let, let's kind of dive into mm-hmm. it. Uh, you're getting older. We all are. Yes. Life goes faster. Yep. How? Tell me, how do you, with a biblical worldview, look at that? Well, I, I think that we have to understand everybody's got the same 24 hours in a day, mm-hmm. 168 hours in a week, and so. How are we using that uh, uh, to to not only be beneficial to ourselves and our families, but to be beneficial for the kingdom of God? In that every day, we encounter people who are lost, broken, hurting, looking, longing. And so if we are just so tunnel visioned into the mindset of, I just got to go here, I got to get through this. A lot of times we miss the things around us. I share with, with our, our, our church, don't miss the times where we're at, going down the aisle in the shopping cart, uh, 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 at the store or whatnot. I believe, uh, and I've had uh, people in our church share, you know, I, I didn't realize in that moment uh, that God was going to bring somebody across my oh, yeah. path and stuff. There's been times I didn't need something, but I just felt God told me to go to that store mm-hmm. and, and I had an encounter with somebody. We just got to be so in tune with him that in those 168 hours in a week that he blesses us with, we're not wasting them just to turn the calendar to the next month or, or the yeah. next uh, year or whatnot, uh, but but living out the fullness of life. I, I think too many times good people of God are existing through a week instead of living the fullness of wow. what God has for them in that so, week. So they're existing instead of living it out. Yeah. There's there's a verse of scripture that I often look to when I'm dealing with this particular thing. It's in Ecclesiastes, and I, I did a blog the other day on Ecclesiastes, David, mm. and I'm reminded of a guy. He said, "Preacher, the longer I read Ecclesiastes, the more discouraged I get." <laughs> Spurgeon, Spurgeon, the great uh, 18th century preacher, but said this way that the book of Ecclesiastes forces you to take a look at your mortality mm. and to seriously consider how you live. And so, when someone mm. says, "How's the best way to live my time?" I'll take them here, Ecclesiastes 3:11. God says in his word, he has made everything beautiful in his time. Mm. And he's put eternity in our hearts mm. so that he He cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. Mm. Well, we know, according to Scripture, time goes by fast. Sure, sure. And so when, what you said there is so profound because you know it's going by so fast. And you also know this. There's two ways to live. Yeah. You can either live for a biblical worldview or God's worldview, Matthew seven says either either it's a broad road which is the worldview, mm-hmm. a narrow road it is God's view. Correct. And so you would say as you live your time, mm. it's it's not that you got to go be a missionary somewhere. If you're a mom, just be intentional. Is that what right. you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Be what God has called you to be where you're at. Uh, you know, we we've had a great opportunity and been blessed to, to serve, like you said, in, in Africa, um, but. We're also called to serve right That's here. That's right. And 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 uh, our teenagers, our young people, serve at school on the college campus. Uh, God calls us to serve right where we're at. He blesses us with opportunities to go far off. But if we 
are focused only only far off and we're missing the real close, then we're missing the mission field that's right in front of us. And so keeping that biblical worldview and that understanding of the time that we have and the places that we have, uh, we're, we're seeking not to waste any of that time and any of those opportunities. So that time is intentional. Sure. So the principle of Scripture is of intentionality. I, I think of, so what, what do you mean intentionality? Well, Matthew 6 is a good example. 19 through 24 says that. Uh, you can lay up treasures on the earth, mm. which 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 will ruin, and you'll leave them behind. Or you can lay up treasures in heaven. We think it's only money, but it's your time, your talent, and treasure people that you All reach. And I'm going I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Okay, that's not what we talked about, but it is what God is talking about. Ecclesiastes three one says there's an occasion for everything. Sure. You you and Stacy, and this is in real time. You're you you were wanting you want to make a difference in the world. All right. And you you were married. And God chose not to give you biological children. Correct. So how did you respond in that with a biblical worldview? Well, first off, we trust God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, it's <clears throat> you have a mindset as a human being with uh, growing up and, and finding a partner and, and starting a family and raising that family and, and God uh, 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 helping us along, even if we are not fully developed in the understanding of who we are in and we're all creations of God whether we've come to know that on a personal level or not and so in that understanding even if it doesn't go my way God has not abandoned me that's right and, and so God opened up the door uh, for us uh, to uh, bring our family together non-traditionally we have adopted three children uh, we were blessed to, to uh, uh, adopt Lauren as our first child from from China, and he opened up the door uh, for that, and we've been excited and blessed uh, to have her in our life. But after that, we thought for a while, okay, uh, this is it. We'll be done. We're happy uh, uh, with with that. Uh, But but Stacy, she was an only child, and she just didn't want Lauren to be an only child. And so uh, we said... Well, we'll see what God has. Uh, well, that's key. For what us, God has, yeah, uh, for us, and and we'll just trust in Him. Uh, and so we we took uh, the path and 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 got uh, certified in the state of Georgia uh, to be uh, adoptive parents through the uh, the the DFAC system, and uh, <clears throat> that went on for probably about three or four years. And I had just resolved uh, within myself, well, this is just not God's plan and, and, and timing for us, uh, and, and all, will be, uh, all will be well, uh, and we'll be uh, fine and, and just raise uh, Lauren and be, be grateful for what he's done there. And when we least expected it, uh, we got a call from uh, a DFAX officer and said, I know that you, have, you guys have been approved for uh, the adoption of a child, but we have uh, a situation where we have a sibling group, a well, brother and mm-hmm. a sister in a tough situation. And would that be something that uh, you uh, would, would be interested in or entertain? I don't think we had to, to think twice. To, uh, uh, we didn't have a long conversation. We just believe this was what God uh, had intended. Mm-hmm. And while we never thought that would be, we said yes, uh, and and <clears throat> I'll just take it a little bit further in those details. I don't even know if I've shared this fully with you. <clears throat> uh, we we uh, we met the, uh, 
Nick and Marissa, our, our children, mm-hmm. uh, for the first time. Uh, and uh, a week after that meeting, uh, the court uh, approved for uh, them to come uh, and stay with us for a weekend visit. Uh, they came to our home uh, on a Friday. Um, uh, that bonding seemed almost instantaneous. Uh, we, uh, we took them back on a Sunday afternoon uh, to the uh, foster family, and those children cried. Mm. They did not want to leave. They did not uh, want to go back. And I'm sure the foster family was a wonderful family. I'm but sure. there was, I believe now, looking back, God had worked this out and, and, uh, and set this in place. And, and I did an orthodox thing. I didn't go with a, a, a societal worldview. I called the, the officer of the court that Monday. And as someone who was only approved for one child, got called with two children and a family unit, had one visit uh, in the home. I called the officer of the court that Monday, and I said, the next time these children come to our house, they will not leave Mm. because I I just experienced heartbreak and hurt, and they need stability. They need uh, a loving family. They need uh, a mom and a dad, and the next time they come, they will not leave this house. That's, that doesn't happen that does in the not. court system That's in the right. state of Georgia. That's just not how it's done. The next week they came, they never left. Well, they adore you. I know that after all these years. Wow. Only yeah. God can do Only that. Only God. Yeah. And, the, and we were told this doesn't happen. The CASA worker said, I, this doesn't happen. What should have been uh, a six months of supervised in-home uh, visitation, uh, numerous aspects of, of oversight, Hear this out. This is when you are willing to live in a biblical worldview. And I'm not saying this is going to happen to everybody. Sure. But this is what happened with us. Within one month, we had a court date. Within, it was less than three months. It was finalized by the judge in the state of Georgia, and those were our children. Wow. Praise the Lord. That's when you are in God's plan, he will do the unorthodox. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's situation is like that, but that was ours. But we have to look at things not from a, well, this is the system of society, worldview. We have to look at what does God have? This yeah. is, we have a new biblical worldview. What does he have here? We're so in tune with him and his spirit. He's leading us and we're not leading ourselves or letting others lead us. Well, you're, you're wanting to work with God Amen. and for God <clears throat> yeah. and not against God. That's it. That's I, I always it. tell folks when they're one about time management, you've got to decide who's in charge of your life. Amen. That's, that's the first that's thing. The key. And you and Stacy, and I've been with you enough to know how true that you just wanted God's will in it. Yeah. And, and, and you learned how that when something is bad, that God can use it for good. Cause Amen. you made that decision, Proverbs three, five and six to trust in the Lord, with all your heart, all our heart and lean not on your own understanding. Exactly. Exactly. In all your ways, you acknowledged him Amen. and he direct your paths. And so yeah. folks, it, whoever sent the question in about how do we look at the, through the lens of, 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 of this world, look through the lens of scripture. Mm. And don't get tight with a biblical yeah. worldview. Just say this way. I look through the lens of Scripture because he's my Lord. Amen. Now, if I was a Buddhist, 
I would look through that lens. Mm-hmm. If I was if I was Islamic, I would look through that lens. Right. Now you're saying, are you for that? I'm not for those lenses because no. they're not true. True. They're they're a false dead religion. But I do respect someone. Right. And if you're a Christian today, I would say this to you: get in the book. That's it. Get in the book, and when you get in the book, these miracles begin to you know to happen. Mm. Now I know Steve, and you do too. It, it it can be hard to stay focused on who's in charge, isn't it? Well, especially when the self wants to be in charge. And so that's, you know, John tells us we must decrease so he increases. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to move beyond I, I, I and everything and say, yes, Lord, yes, you your will and to your way. Uh, and that's, uh, that's a, I believe, a process that we are bringing by the power of the Holy Spirit Every individual has their own will, desire, and appetite. And if that's not brought under the control of God through the Holy Spirit, the self or the I wants to control that. Oh, that's exactly true. And so uh, we have to surrender, deny ourselves, and surrender to God. So when you surrender to God and try to stay, Matthew 6, 33, always seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. So we're tracking down the line. We're saying that God has a view, and we find that view in Scripture. And when we becomes Lord of our lives, we simply say, Lord, this is your roadmap yeah. for, for my whole life, not just bits and pieces. He works miracles. It's easy if we're not careful to get off of that path in our sure. time. So we've got to stay focused. It's keeping our eyes focused on him. That's Amen. It. Stay focused on that. So, folks, are you tracking? I hope you're tracking with us. Mm. No, don't turn it off. It's, it's been really good. It's about to get, as my dad used to say, getting gooder uh, <laughs> even now in a moment. So you're trying to say, I want to live my life for a purpose. And so you're really on fire for the Lord. I can hear the devil saying, yeah, I'll give him six months. Mm. Talk for a moment from your perspective as you counsel with people and as you've lived your life, you and Stacy with three kids. How do you keep from loading up, really loading up with your time and burden down with the things of this world? How do you keep from doing that? I think the key there is, you know, a lot of times, uh, and we alluded to this a little bit earlier, is focus. If I focus on the storm, I take my eyes off of God, and mm-hmm. so the storm becomes bigger than the God. Mm-hmm. If I focus on uh, uh, the bills, then I've got to uh, work harder and, and longer and away from my family to, to stay on top of those bills. And, and so I'm missing time with what is most important in my life. And so I have to stay focused on God and his direction in my life so that, one, I'm not focused on the wrong thing, and two, I'm not burdening myself, mm-hmm. my mind, and my spirit with things that God is willing to take off and take away when we stay directed in this relationship with him and, and on his path and on his purpose. It's, it's so important <clears throat> that in the midst of life and the things that we do, here's a, here's a thing that, that's hard for people to understand. Would God want me to do this? Mm-hmm. Would God want me to go buy that new truck when I knew it's? I know it's going to cause more difficulty and struggle yeah. in, in my life. People don't. I, well, I want it. I'm going to go get it. Well, that's a societal worldview. Mm-hmm. God, is this in your plan for me? That yeah. changes our perspective. If we, if that's right, if we stayed focused on the the worldview of God, you'd had to jump through like 20 hoops to go and do that. Yeah, you you would have to knock down the door. And if what I find is this, if folks don't. Scripture doesn't always say what not to do. It, it says what to do. Right. 
Right. And if you will do that, it, it, the, the, the boundaries are up there, and I, and I love that. And so the, the Scripture teaches us, for example, if all you do is about your view, Ecclesiastes, again, in chapter 3, says you'll work hard, you'll come to the end, mm. but you still leave it all behind. Right. That just changes perspective. Exactly. And if you, if you have that worldview. And, and I want to say this to folks as they listen today. Uh, it's never too late to change a view. Never too late. Uh, Never too late. I, I think we have to understand it this way. <clears throat> as long as we have today. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry about what you did 10 years ago. You can't change it. That's right. That was 10 years ago. God can forgive it. God forgive it. Mm-hmm. You know, change the perspective and the desire and the yeah. appetite for those things that used to be. But we got to live in our today. We got to live in what God has for us today. Well, too many times I think good people shackle themselves with burdens of the past that God has forgiven, but they won't allow themselves to move on from it. And yeah. so it hinders them from the fullness of today, fullness of what God's trying to lead them into. Well, I could never do this because I did that. Well, if God's forgotten it and forgiven it and called you into yeah. it, why are you hindering God's ministry in your life yeah. because of something he said it's forgiven? Amen. And I think that's one of the struggles within the people of God is allowing the devil to hold up on us something that God said that he forgave. Amen. And then once he forgives it, he clears it. It's kind of like that the runway had snow on it of sin, mm. and God cleared it off and says, now I want you to take off. Exactly. But he's not an absentee God. Right, exactly. He's a God that says, I have this. And I, I wrote this down somewhere, that God opens our eyes to a better plan. Amen. And it, it is his plan. And I think that part of this too, Steve, on the other part of the avenue, as we begin to wrap this thing up together mm-hmm. of, of this podcast, is that when, when people get into a new place and they get so excited about God, but then they start to cease meeting every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose your way if you just put it off and you don't meet. You know, like, I'll read my Bible later today. It's mm-hmm. just like saying, God, I know you got a view for me today. I'll get to that after I do what I want to do. Exactly. And so yeah. you got you got to come back. I always tell people you can you, you can be busy, but you're not progressing. Mm. You get frustrated and you don't get ahead. Mm. You struggle if you struggle with the same old things all the time. You probably are looking through the wrong lens. Sure, sure. And you want to change that lens, and the way you change it is to get with God every day. Exactly. And you say, "Well, I don't understand it all." Nobody mm. does. Right. That's why you go to church. Right. That's why you you get in groups with people who are Christians. And meet the Augustine. So I heard a quote from Augustine this morning uh, that Augustine, one of the early founding fathers, said this. He said, "You you can't have him God as your father unless you have have the church as your mother, mm. because they are they yeah. they they lead Connected. it in the same yeah. thing." And so, if you're listening and saying, "Well, I I, I want to do it God's way," well, if you mm-hmm. do, church is going to be a big part of that. Yeah, and you got you got to choose you got to choose the right church in, in doing that. And Steve, it's just been a blessing to be yes. with you today. Wonderful, wonderful. And so, thank you, thank you for joining, and and uh, we, we'll we'll do more podcasts together. So, folks, I hope that today you realize that life does not have to be a, a busy or a burden or a ton of bricks. Right. God, God has a blessed life, mm. and and that that life is a John ten and ten. He said He came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Man. And and that life is lived out through a lens of Scripture. That says whether it's time raising kids, adopting kids, uh, wh- whether or not it's your job or whatever, this is such a peaceful thing, friends. Yeah. God has God has it for you all lined out in His Word. 
I hope, hope that this has been a blessing to you today. If it has, I just actually got an email uh, as we were podcasting. Someone said it, and I'll take a moment to read just a little bit of that. I said, I just got through listening to a particular podcast, and I just have to say, I loved everything you said and what Chris said. But beyond that statement, at the end, you, you made a statement that's changed my life. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so praise the Lord. It, it's not us. It's God's Word Amen. that does that. And so, so reach out to us at the 315podcast at jacksonfbc.com. Also, uh, you, you can see us in all the formats that are on the homepage screen there. Share us with other people. Tell the people about that. Hey, come and join us either at Jackson First Baptist or Jackson Nazarene Church. Amen. Right, right here. We'd love to have you sure. if, if you're in our area. If you're in another area, find a Bible-believing church yes. that practices a biblical worldview. So until next time, may God richly bless you, and we appreciate all that you mean to us, and may you always be in the Word of God. 